You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's talk about some less hyped players next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Heath Cummings. And look, if you listen to this podcast, if you listen to Fantasy Football Today, the full episodes, there are like 13 players who you've probably gotten sick of hearing about. I like Kenneth Walker and Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs and Calvin Ridley. There's a whole bunch of guys that we just seem to talk about every single episode. And today's episode, we're, we're giving some love to the less hyped and less discussed players who can still make an impact for your fantasy team. And one guy I want to highlight is David Montgomery, who's currently going off the board at RB29 in NFC drafts. That is 15 spots later at the RB position than his teammate, Jameer Gibbs, and a full 40 spots later in ADP. And look, I think that makes sense. Jameer Gibbs is a really exciting talent, showed big playmaking ability in college, should have a big role in the passing game. The thing about this Lions offense is they produced the most fantasy points in the NFL last season for their running backs. There is plenty of room for two viable starters in this offense. And the nice thing about Montgomery is there's probably just as much upside here as there is for Gibbs. It just probably requires a Gibbs injury or some kind of struggle where Montgomery suddenly becomes not just the goal line, not just the between the 20s guy that we thought that we think he will be, but also has, you know, maybe 75 target upside. And I, I think there's a path to that. It's not the most likely outcome, but David Montgomery is someone that I think is being viewed as kind of a boring pick. I think he's actually a pretty exciting pick with some upside for fantasy if things go right. Heath, give me some players people shouldn't forget about in their drafts. I'll start at quarterback with Kirk Cousins. Three straight seasons with at least 4,200 yards passing and at least 29 pass touchdowns. And those touchdowns are something I want to highlight. You look at his touchdown rate for the last three years, 6.8% in 2020, 5.9% mm-hmm. in 2021, 4.5% last year. That was his lowest mark since 2016. He has Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison now. There's no reason he should have a, a, even mm-hmm. an average touchdown rate. I think Cousins probably throws more, is at least as efficient as he was last year, and sees a boost in touchdowns. He doesn't get talked about because it's not that exciting to draft a guy who we all expect to finish somewhere between QB 10 and QB 15. I don't know that there's that much difference between him and Trevor Lawrence, and he goes Mm -hmm. four rounds later. Yeah, Lawrence, a little bit more of a factor in the running game. Obviously, I think because he's younger, you can imagine uh, growth and you can, it's easier to predict him taking a big step forward. Whereas Kirk Cousins, more of a known commodity, but it does remind me a little bit of like Matthew Stafford in 2021, who I believe ended up as QB two or three in overall scoring that season. And it wasn't a historically great season, but it was 
you know, 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns. That's the ceiling for Kirk Cousins if everything goes right. And yeah, Justin Jefferson was the number one wide receiver in fantasy last season without an outlier touchdown or yards per target rate. I believe he had the lowest touchdown rate of his career and actually probably the lowest yards per target as well. So there is still room to grow in that Vikings passing game. Who's another? I'll go with Aaron Jones, who has fallen into sure. the RB dead zone. Um, has been second on the Packers in targets four straight seasons, and I swear <laughs> half of the highlights I see of Jordan Love are dumping the ball off to a running back out of the backfield. I think he might be he'll be third at targets at worst on this team this year. Jones, yes, he's 29 years old, but he's being discounted to like round four now. I still mm-hmm. think if he plays 17 games, he's going to finish as a top 12 running back. Yeah, he's just perpetually a top 12 running back. And it's been that way, you know, when the offense has been really, really great and Aaron Rodgers was winning MVPs, but also when Aaron Rodgers was struggling a couple of years ago and, and even last year. So I do think that's a pretty good one. Who's a who's a wide receiver people shouldn't forget about? I will go with Christian Kirk. Everybody's so excited about Calvin Ridley. I understand why everybody's so excited about Calvin Ridley, but I'm a big fan of the guys who've already built the rapport with the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think if Christian Kirk comes in and makes a big splash, he's taking targets away from Evan Ingram or Zay Jones or somebody else. I still expect Christian Kirk to be a 1B in this offense at the very worst. And there's a chance that when Calvin Ridley actually puts all the pads on and somebody hits him, isn't quite the football player he was three years ago when he was last elite. Mm-hmm. I think there's an, an underrated chance that Kirk is the number one wide receiver. I like him in round four. I usually wait until round five because nobody's taking him until round six. All right, let's hear a tight end that people should make sure they don't forget about this year. It's Dallas Goddard. We've been fighting over Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts <laughs> and George Kittle and Dallas Goddard's right in the middle of those guys mm-hmm. and was really a good top four, top five option on a per game basis last year with a terrible touchdown rate. This team's going to throw more than they have in the past. Goddard will be a huge part of that. I think the touchdowns bounce back. He finishes as a top five guy this year. Yeah, the, the thing about Dallas Goddard is every time you watch this team, it just feels like there's three or four times a game where he's just he gets either a screen or there's just yeah. nobody within 15 yards of him. Like no tight end gets schemed up as well as Dallas Goddard does. And what I like about him, like we talked about with Montgomery and Gibbs is if Devonte Smith or AJ Brown has to miss time, I think you can probably project Dallas Goddard to go from like a 20% target share to maybe a 25% target yeah. share. And there is a path to like a 2021 Mark Andrews type season, maybe not quite that much volume. I think that was like 150 targets, but Goddard's been so efficient over 10 yards per target the past two seasons with Jalen Hurts that if that target share goes up and he gets to 115, 120 targets, you could be looking at, you know, low end wide receiver one type production from Dallas Goddard in a best case scenario. So I like that one. He is sort of a forgotten man at the tight end position. So that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll see you tomorrow. CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker, CBS season finale Sunday, after the Equalizer, on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.